Chapter 21 of Yirmiyahu. Hadavar Hashayel Yirmiyahu, Ayet Hashem, Bishroch Elov Haberach Tzidkiyahu, Et Pashchur Ben Malkiyah, Vietzefanya Ben Masiyah, HaKohen Lemar. So here we have the prophecy given to Yirmiyahu at the time when King Tzidkiyahu sends two emissaries. One is named Pashchur and the other is Tzifanya. And they come to Yirmiyahu with a request. We've mentioned several times in our study to this point that the book of Yirmiyahu, unlike other books, is not necessarily in chronological order. The book jumps around constantly from one time to another. Tzidkiyahu, of course, we know is the king during whose time the temple is destroyed. So this prophecy takes place early on in the reign of Tzidkiyahu. And the request Tzidkiyahu makes in the second pasuk, verse number two, Tarashna ba'adenu et Hashem, ki nebuchadnezzar melech bavel nocham aleinu, ulai yaseh Hashem otanu kechol nifraotav v'yareh me'aleinu. So Tzidkiyahu asked Yirmiyahu, inquire of God, Tarosh, inquire of God on our behalf, King of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, is attacking us. Perhaps the Lord will act for our sake in accordance with all God's wonders, and Nebuchadnezzar will withdraw from us. Now, we know that Nebuchadnezzar attacked the city more than once. He attacks the city, surrounds the city, he leaves, then he comes back again. That has to do with other things that are happening in the general area. It's not specifically about Israel. In any event, at this point, Nebuchadnezzar is fighting us, says King Sidkiyahu. Perhaps God will perform miracles and Nebuchadnezzar will leave us. Now here is a very important point to remember about this chapter and in general about the response of the kings of Judah to the attack by Nebuchadnezzar. And that is that earlier, and this is found in the book of Yeshayahu and of course in the book of Kings, that during the reign of a different king, namely King Chizkiyahu, there was a similar situation. King Chizkiyahu was being threatened by the king of Assyria, by Ashur, and the general of Assyria comes to Jerusalem and talks publicly about the fact that God is not going to save Israel from the Assyrian king, that no one else has been able to withstand the Assyrian king, and you won't be able to do it either. And Chizkiyahu, who is portrayed as essentially both in the Book of Kings and elsewhere, Shayahu, as a righteous king, turns to God. And uh, this is found in chapter 19 of Second Kings. And at that point, when he hears the, the threat of the king of Ashur in chapter 19 of Second Kings, he sends messengers to Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu, the prophet Isaiah, appears in Kings, actually, the book of Kings. And Yeshayahu says to the messengers, Do not be afraid of what you heard. That's what God says. Don't worry about what the ambassadors of the king of Assyria of Ashur said about me. So, don't worry about it. 
nothing's going to happen. And he goes to Chizkiyot, then receives the message from Yeshayahu, and he prays before God. That's in, also in the second book of Kings, chapter 19. God, listen to my prayer, listen to our cries, listen to the fact that the enemy, Sancherev, has degraded, defamed you, blasphemed the name of God. It is true that they've defeated many other nations. That doesn't necessarily mean they can defeat us as well. And once again, the message comes to Chizkiyahu. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. And in chapter end of chapter 19 of the second book of Kings, and at that point, there's a plague amongst the troops of the Assyrians. The king of Ashur returns home. He goes to Nineveh. He's bowing down in his house of idolatry. And his sons strike him down with the sword. And they run away to the land of Ararat. That's a story that appears in Second Book of Kings, famous story. So we have a precedent. The enemy is attacking the powerful enemy who's defeated all the other nations. And they're surrounding the city. And it looks very hopeless and desperate. Nonetheless, Chizkyo sends a message to the great prophet at that time, Prophet Isaiah. And the effect of it is, the result is that the enemy is utterly destroyed and the city of Jerusalem is spared. And that story, that famous story, is presumably the backdrop to chapter 21 of Yirmiyahu. The king sends a message to the great prophet of his time, which is Yirmiyahu. And perhaps, perhaps, Hashem otanu Perhaps God will perform a miracle, as God has done before. God performs miracles. You see that the king of Israel, at this point, Sidkiyahu, is an interesting character. He's not a holy, wicked king. We have holy, wicked kings. Sidkiyahu is not one of them. Sidkiyahu is a king who is torn. Part of him believes in Yermiyahu. Part of him wants to follow Yermiyahu. The problem with him is, and we'll see this later, he's weak. And he gives in to many of the people around him. He's afraid of the people around him. He has his own mixed feelings about what we should do. But in this episode, he sends messages to Yermio. And Yermio responds. Yermio's response essentially, which begins in verse number four, Koamar Hashem, the response is a simple one. This time, there would, will be no sparing of the city. This time, in fact, God is on the other side. And the language that's being cited over here, which reminds of many similar verses in the Torah, in verse number five, those terms, is taken straight out of Sefer Devarim. is a play on what we find in the Torah in several places, including the book of Devarim. There is Yad Chazaka and Zra and Tuya, a strong hand and outstretched arm. There'll be the plague of Dever. There'll be a plague. And the king and his officers 
will be removed from the city, will suffer the plague and the sword and the famine. They'll be handed over to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel, and there will be no mercy. That's the message. It's not going to be another miracle this time. And to the people, say the following, I give you a path. I give you a path, the path of life, the path of death. The path of life is not to fight Bavel. That's Jeremiah's message throughout. Bavel's going to succeed. Don't fight with them. If you don't fight with them, you'll survive. That's the path of life. The path of death is to not to concede to the king of Bavel. That has been that's God's decision. Now the message to the people which again echoes what we have in the book of Devarim. I place before you today the life and death. Choose life. Chapter 29 of Sefer Devarim. And here, the choice, the ability to live means not to fight. That's as far as the people are concerned. At the end of chapter 21, there's a further message to the kings of Judah. Beit David, Komar Hashem, Dinu Raboker Mishmat, Hatzil Gazul Miyano Sheikh. And to the house of David, says the Lord, render just verdicts morning by morning, rescue the one who was robbed, rescue him from the one who defrauded him, else my wrath will break forth like fire. And that message to the kings of Judah, I assume, will bait Melech Yudah to the house of the king of Judah, the king of Judah's Tzitkiyahu. And the message is twofold. Do not attempt to stop Nebuchadnezzar from coming. That's one message. But the other message is, you still are the king. The role of the king is to judge and to judge fairly. If you judge fairly and honestly and save the oppressed, there is hope for the future. There is a message of hope over here. The city is lost, but the future is not lost. That's the message to the king in chapter 21. It's not a repeat of what we had with Chizkyo HaMelech in the Book of Kings. That's not happening. We have to take a different path. This time, the path of of not resisting is the path of life. And the path of resistance will not take us on the path of life. Choose life.